Hi, everyone. Back at you with another episode of ESEC Lending Insights, where we keep it unscripted, real, and interesting. Unscripted, Peter? I would say that's definitely true, but interesting. Why don't we let our listeners decide on that one? What we are here to do, folks, is share with you our thoughts and perspectives on the securities lending industry, whether that be about demand trends or just what's going on in the industry. And now over to our episode. Let's go. All right. Well, happy new year, guys. Yeah, I was told by someone last week that it was rude to say happy new year last week. So I'm thinking. Well, what are the rules? I don't know the rules. I don't either. It's kind of like etiquette thing about when you can't say happy new year anymore. It's like the first week. Well, so the person that I spoke with, so his comment to me was that if he were important enough to me, I would have made sure that I had the opportunity to wish him a happy new year earlier in the month. Sounds like he missed you. Sounds like you want a little more attention. No, I think she's got a point, Peter, because think about it this way. If you hadn't talked to somebody, the last time you talked to him was December, and then you talked to him again in mid-March, would you say Happy New Year? Correct. It sort of highlights that maybe there is a time gap and you don't speak to someone regularly. I'll give you my off-the-cuff view on this. I think after January, I probably wouldn't say Happy New Year if I hadn't spoken to someone. Like, it's- But so let's say it's last week of January. Would you still do that? I might, yeah. I might in an email re-engaging with someone might just say, hey, happy new year. I hope 2022 is off to a good start. It's kind of my standard entry point. HNY, buddy. <laughs> no, I don't do that, just so we're clear. Although I do know a lot of these abbreviations from my kids, which I'm learning new ones all the time. And then I use them to make fun of me. So it's fun. It's just like coming to work with you guys. We don't make fun of you though. <laughs> I do. So Jim, talk to us. Is this going to be a happy new year for us and this market? I just was looking at the market and it was strong this morning and it's fading. And we've seen that so many times since the year began. It feels a lot like the market is heading down. Everybody buys the dip. It opens up strong by the dip in the morning, shoots up stronger, and then it fades. Everybody sells. So, But is that good for our space, the SEC lending space? It's very quiet right now. So this sort of activity is absolutely not good for us. I don't see a whole lot of new shorts going on the books either. Easy borrows, paired borrows, hard to name, single kind of unicorn shorts like a Peloton. You would think that's heavily shorted. It's not. Like you may have a base, but it's just not growing. And so I think this reset down for risk assets is probably good for us. And based on the conversations I've had with the large primes, it sounds like they have long short hedge funds sniffing around about paired trades and putting on some new ideas. So I like it. I think we're in a better place. It's better than going up 10% this year for the NASDAQ in terms of putting us in a better spot for new trades. We're so reliant revenue-wise on M&A in this market right now, it's getting old. We need that short base to grow a bit. There's plenty of companies that are still overvalued. It's just a matter of finding hedge funds to want to put that trade on, think that fundamentals are going to play out, and be willing to pay for that trade through thick and thin, which they generally aren't post the Reddit rebellion. That's my depressing take. I was going to say that was super depressing. So is the theme consistent for other developed markets outside of the U.S. then? Or are you seeing differences market to market? In both Europe and Asia, it's really just the emerging markets that people are focused on and there's daily activity. UK is quiet. Japan specials are gone. It's not a fabulous point in the market in terms of short interest and willingness to pay for that short interest. So no, it's not unique to the U.S., Canada. All those cannabis stocks are trading way too close to GC. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It'll turn. It has to. It's cyclical. 
and you can't charge two and 20 and sit on the sidelines and do nothing. So engagement will happen and it won't be long only engagement at this point. So I'm certain we'll get going. IPOs have been quiet only because it's seasonal. So that should pick up soon too. What sectors? I know that the one sector I keep hearing you talk about is the EV sector, which of course, Brooke is personally engaged on because of her own driving situation. But I love how you guys always say that as though it's a bad thing that I'm into electric vehicles, you know? It's just a data point to throw out there. All right. I also have solar panels on my house and I compost. So (laughs) if you just want to throw it all at once, then there you go. Nice. Yeah. There's plenty of shorts in the EV sector. I think anytime you have a lot of companies that have high growth expectations, very little, if any, EBITDA, maybe even negative, you're going to see short interest. So with the biopharma, EV, solar, technology, broadly speaking, but all parts of it. Many times on big moves during the day, I'll take a look at the market and take a guess as to where our marks will move us the next day, up or down by how much. Kind of know how you're starting the day from a, if you're lending versus cash, or if you're looking at run rate for certain clients, you look at that. I used to always point to the S&P in the US. Now I think the NASDAQ might even be a better indicator of marks and where we're going to be the next day. And for me, that just says there's more technology shorts than anything these days. Yeah, I wish I had more sectors to brag about, Peter. It's just not there. You know, airlines, I mean, we haven't seen business travel come back yet. I would have expected airlines to be a hot commodity, no pun intended, but they're not. What do you guys think personally on business travel? Coming back, let's do an over under on the time of year where maybe that does start to actually come back in greater focus. I'm hoping in and around our conference time frame, Brooke. <laughs> That's convenient. All right, Jim. April. I, I don't have a guess. I would have thought before Omicron, I, I would have said like now I'm chomping at the bit to be traveling a little bit for business. I haven't been to New York for two years for business. So sooner rather than later, I hope, but I've been going into the office this week and it's Boston's dead. So it just doesn't feel like travel and office usage is where I thought or hoped it'd be by now. So it could be another six, nine months before we get back to some sort of normalcy. And maybe business travel never goes back fully to what it was at one point, because the effectiveness has been shown that you can do Zoom meetings with some effectiveness. So Just to be clear, I don't think it will ever go back to where it was, at least not for like a good chunk of time, whether it's like a decade or more, but I do think it's going to come back. I think whereas in the past people would travel for any old meeting and the bar was much lower in terms of were you willing to sort of get on a plane to go somewhere. And I think now it'll be the opposite where you'll sort of have to feel a justification of why something should be in person versus via video conference. So Yeah. yeah. But I do think it's going to come back soon. And I think I agree with Peter. I'm going to go more positive in the outlook and say it'll happen this spring. But Jim, what are you hearing as far as new pain points or new things to manage around for the borrower community this year? Is it the same old, same old? Is it balance sheet, RWA efficiencies, or are there new things on their minds? Yeah, we've just started the how do we make more money in 2022 conversations with brokers. And so it hasn't really been about pain points and needs from their perspective, but how do we match up? What are they doing away from us? And there's no new mousetrap at this point, unfortunately. So I think it'll be more the same in the first couple of months of this year. I guess we're almost through January. Collateral expansion is going to be key in terms of for us, ESEC, and growing our clients' market share of what's available out there. I think sophistication around structure of trades, those willing to put the time in to 
understand those different structures, I think will benefit with new business and understanding risk and return and getting paid for it. But there isn't a whole lot of easy money to be made or low hanging fruit in terms of new opportunities, not just yet anyway. Not what you wanted to hear, Pistol Pete. No, that's all right. You know, this is why we do these podcasts frequently, because we're hoping next time we talk to you, you're going to have a different take and maybe a more optimistic take. Well, it's sort of like his mood. It's an up and down constantly. So we just got to catch him on the up. I need to be medicated. (laughs) No, I don't think that's true. All right. What else? Any other industry chatter? I've seen a bunch of updates from, you know, various organizations in our industry about conferences this year. It feels like people are doing their very best to sort of have a return to some of the traditional events throughout the year. It also seems like there's a lot of opportunity in the market right now. I know we're trying to hire quite a few individuals. I'll put a plug in, Jim, for your team that I know you're looking to bring someone on to. If you like what you hear from Jim and you want to hear more from him on a daily basis, minute by minute, hour to hour, do reach out. We'd, uh, we'd, we'd welcome. You <laughs> we have a variety of number of roles in IT and trading and yep. you know, compliance. Yep. So it's, been a, it's been a long time since we've had that, right? Yep. So, yeah. We're adding more to our client team here probably in a while as well. So yeah. But anyway, but I see it across the market too, I guess is what I'm saying. So, you know, it'll be an interesting year coming. And I don't even know if we can say, I guess we can say coming out of the pandemic, because I do think at some point people are going to officially be calling this an endemic state, but just how much movement might occur amongst the industry will be something to watch and keep an eye on, I would think. Yeah. This is that time of year. Yeah. Coming out. So that's usually when you see the movement, right? Yeah. I have gotten a number of calls from new entrants into the sec lending space, broker dealer types, three or four of them actually in the last two or three weeks. So that might be a trend, something about expanding brokers. Maybe there's new and different business to be done with new and different broker types and brokers. At this point, they're just conversations. So it's not anybody I can specifically talk about, but it's interesting. And I've spent some time on it. I think there's upside there for new business for some people. Good. We'll keep a close eye out for those new entrants. Entrance. You have to <laughs> That's why I said it. I just, I just wanted to highlight your pronunciation. Sound European, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tries really hard. Yeah. Great to catch up with you guys again for our first podcast this year, and let's be positive going forward. And yes, and Peter, I just want to wish you a happy new year. Hey, happy thanks. new year, Peter. <laughs> much. Happy new year to you guys. Hope it's off to a strong start. All right. Bye, everyone. Talk to y'all soon. See ya. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope we left you with something interesting and productive to utilize in your daily securities lending activities. And friends, don't forget to subscribe to ESEC Lending Insights wherever you get your podcasts. And now for our disclaimer. This material is for your private information and does not constitute legal tax or investment advice. There is no representation or warranty as to the current accuracy of nor liability for decisions based upon such information. Thank you for listening.